This is Saving Grace, Living in Light of God's Love, a podcast ministry brought to you by Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. Hello, I'm Carmen Pate, your host for today's podcast. Well, the Christmas season is upon us, and the Christmas story regarding the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ is among the most familiar and beloved stories in the Bible. Who hasn't watched the Charlie Brown Christmas special in which the cartoon character Linus shares the biblical narrative of what Christmas is all about? We have become so familiar with the beauty of the story, however, that perhaps we have failed to make a personal connection with the people that are in the biblical narrative who were awaiting the arrival of the Messiah and those of us who today look forward to Christ's return. There's much to learn from the various characters. Well, over the next five weeks, we're going to consider Mary, Joseph, Simeon, the Magi, the shepherds, who were all prepared at the right time for the coming of Christ. Now it's our time to prepare for the return of Christ. Our guest who's going to help us prepare is the Reverend Mark Ray, Vice President of Community Development here at Grace and also the Executive Director of our Grace Center for Spiritual Development. Mark holds a Master in Biblical Studies from Dallas Theological Seminary and a Master of Divinity from Grace School of Theology. He has served churches as an associate pastor and as a lead pastor and has served as COO of a major evangelistic ministry. Mark, it's so good to have you back to Saving Grace Podcast. I'm privileged to be here, Carmen. Thanks for having me back. Well, we're going to have a great time because, uh, as I as I said in the opening, we we know the story almost too well. And, and it's so important for us to really take another look at the characters who God chose to really elevate uh, in, in that story. I was struck by the fact that when you consider all of the characters who did have a prominent role, uh, they were just ordinary people like you and me. So what does that say about God's heart? Oh, wow. What does it say about God's heart? That he chooses to use ordinary people like you and me? That he did that at the birth of his son? He's done that throughout history? That no matter who you are, God has a heart to use you for his ministry, for the expansion of his kingdom. I love the fact that you, that we get no names all throughout, especially something as magnificent as the Christmas story. We get no names of Mary, Joseph, Simeon, shepherds, actually no names, no. shepherds who had no name. Yes. Uh, we get all of these characters in the magnificent story of the birth of the Son of God, mm -hmm. and God uses them to tell us this story and has used them to tell us the story for 2,000 years. He can use anybody. Those of us of humble origins, um, normal, everyday people. Ah, and it's an encouragement for all of us and gives us all hope Absolutely. to be used in God's story. Well, today we're going to look at the Mother Mary, uh, the chosen mother of Jesus, our Savior. Though we may think we are familiar with her, uh, let's talk about some of the facts that that uh, about her that we may not know about this really highly favored woman. Well, there's a couple of really important facts. The first is that scholars put her somewhere between 13 and 15. So let's land on 14. She was around 14 years old. 
Um, an amazing thing when I think back to what what I was doing at 14, um, what you might have been doing at the age of 14. Uh, Mary was 14 years old mm-hmm. when God visited her mm-hmm. with the angel Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a woman who was blessed. She was a woman in whom God had found favor. But she was a Jewish girl. She still lived at home. She was unmarried, though in the betrothal period with Joseph, which was Mm -hmm. a year-long period considered to be marriage, except you hadn't yet lived together or consummated that marriage. Um, She was a normal, everyday, average 14-year-old girl with the exception of God chose her. Mm -hmm. God said, you're the one that I'm going to choose to do this. Now, there were some important things about her, but the everyday facts about her was that she was a normal 14-year-old Jewish girl, unmarried, living at home. Yes. That's who she was. That's really who she was. That's who she was. Wow. Well, you know, when that the angel Gabriel announced that she would be the mother of Christ, uh, he did call her highly favored. How had she found favor with God, do you think? Oh, there's a number of ways I would think. Um, the text really gives us, you have found favor with God. And I think the answer to that is she was with God and God was with her. Mm -hmm. She was blessed because and considered highly favored because God was the one who considered. This was God's work. um, And it was God's work recognizing the humble nature of her, recognizing Mm -hmm. her spirit, recognizing uh, just the character traits in her that would be the perfect character traits to raise the son of God. Yeah. not to mention the fact that God chose her and chose to visit her with this incredible news. Mm-hmm. Um, she was blessed and she was favored because God blessed her. Uh, I'd love to say it this way. God was with her and she was with God. Yes, That made her highly favored and blessed. And that's something we can all be with God, not against him, not turning away from him, but with him. Absolutely. Which, yes. again, go back to your first question. She was ordinary. We are ordinary, everyday people, Mm. but what makes us extraordinary is that God is with us. Are we with him? Oh, yes. Very, very good question. Well, Mary's response to Gabriel's news of her pregnancy really did reveal her complete faith in God's plan for her. When we consider that, unlike Mary, Mary, we have the complete revelation Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ, you would think Mark, that our response to him would always be with an even greater faith. Uh, what stumbling blocks do you think we have that, that keep us from, from always having the kind of faith that Mary did? Wow. Uh, a number. Well, let, let me put it this way. There, um, we live in a society today that has an incredible number of distractions mm, that pull yes. us in every mm-hmm. single direction. There's also been 2,000 years of theological thought that can pull us in multiple directions. Mary was simple. She had a quiet home life. She had a relationship with God. Now, remember, she didn't have, she didn't have a text with That's her. That's right. That's right. She heard the stories. They came through the synagogue, through the temple. They came down from the rabbis. It was an oral tradition that came to her, but that's what she latched onto and being a simple in a simple agrarian society, mm-hmm. 
This was what life was about. You you were quiet. You contemplated. You worked at the land. You saw the miracles, the, the manifestation of God in everyday life that we so often are so busy, we pass right over. We overlook it, um, yes. And from that, seeing the miraculous, seeing God work in just the everyday parts of life, mm -hmm. things that grow, the promise of rain, the all of those things, you could easily see somebody like Mary growing up with a deep faith because she could actually see God at work. Yes. She took the time to see God at work. Yes, she did. You know, they're not mentioned at all, but I can't help but think about her parents. Mm. Uh, as you said, she still lived at home. She was a young girl, 14, but yet had this knowledge and love and wisdom of the Lord. Uh, I would imagine that they instilled a lot of came that. Came from somewhere. They did. It came did. from somewhere, Yes. <laughs> Uh, contrast, if you will, the response of Mary with the response of Sarah when she was told she would have a child in her old age when she was unbarren. Great question. Um, let's look at a couple of contrasts. You had Sarah, who was 90. You had Mary, who was 14. Huge contrast. And you would think that Sarah's response would have been one of incredible great faith. Mm -hmm. And yet, yes. her response would have been, I would imagine, typical of us. I'm old. How can I have a, I can't have a baby. And as a matter of fact, Walter Wangren says it this way. He says, she snorted mm. her disbelief. Mm. God says, you're going to have a child. She laughs. And then she tries actually to cover up. Trust no, no I didn't laugh. I, mean, I didn't laugh. laugh. You um, don't do that with God. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and in actuality, she laughed saying, I'm too old to have a child. Uh, I've, I liken it this way. Her, her vision of God or her mm -hmm. view of God was that God was very small. Wow. Now you get Mary, 14 years old, not a whole lot of life experience. The angel comes to her and says, you're going to have a child. First thing she says is, I'm the handmaiden of the Lord. Mm -hmm. She believes this message that comes to her mm -hmm. and her response different from Sarah's. Sarah's is that's not going to happen. Right. Mary's response is tell me how it's going to happen. Yes. In other words, give me a biology lesson. Right. Show me how I'll this is going it. to work. I, I believe it now. And then she actually says, let it be done to me according to your word. I am your servant. Here I am. Mm -hmm. Let it be done to me. Not only did she believe, but that belief mm -hmm. took her to obedience. So where Sarah's view of God may have been small, mm -hmm. a small God can't do impossible things like mm -hmm. have a child of a 90-year-old woman. Right. Mary's view of God was very big. Yes. The Son of God can actually come to me, and I can actually be the mother of the Son of God. I'm, I'm your servant. Let it be done to me. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again. She's 14. Uh, There's yes, this amazing yes, yes. this amazing difference. It, um and so in comparison, um, the, the view of God, Yes. how big is God? And it begs the question of us, how, how big is our God? Right. Is he a big enough God to do those kind of miraculous things? Mm -hmm. So, And we know that he is, but it's such a good question to ask ourselves. Do we, you know, how big is he? Because we face impossibilities every day in this world. And he's still in the miracle business. I am one of them. Yes. Uh, and yet, and yet something even smaller can come along and we just well, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how we'll make it. I don't know. But but it's that view of God. Well, and I'll take you back to, again, she's 14 years old. This may be the faith of a child. Mm -hmm. 
a simple faith that says, my God is big enough to do yeah. anything. I mean, I, I can remember growing up and thinking my dad, oh, my dad yes. could do anything. <laughs> when I was five, six, seven years old, my dad could do anything. Um, my heavenly father can do anything. Mm -hmm. How big is our view of God? Oh. And, and that can reflect deeply on how deep and how big our faith is. Oh, absolutely it does. Well, as we've said, you know, Mary was so young, but yet she was wise beyond her years. It seems that she knew to turn every doubt, every fear, every anxiety over to the Lord. And that's an incredible response mm -hmm. when you, you know, considering the, the public shame, the stigma around her circumstances. Yes. Uh, incredible response. Times have changed, but our need to do the same with our own doubts and fears and anxiety has not changed. How do you suggest we submit our own trials and our own concerns to the Lord, uh, regardless of what the culture says? What does God say? Well, uh, we're no stranger to the fact that the culture is rarely ever right. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> and God is always right. Yeah. So I, I think we take a lesson from Mary. Uh, the beautiful lesson from Mary is she believed first. Mm -hmm. Her God was big enough that she believed, and then she actually acted upon that belief. God, I'm yours. Use me. I'm going to go where you lead. I'm going to follow where you lead. I'm going to do what you ask me to do because I believe you are God, and I believe you're big enough to do what needs to be done. Again, it might be the faith of a child, um, but there is wisdom in that faith yes. that says, I trust you no matter what. No doubt. Um, and I think the answer to that for us is, do we trust him? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is he a big enough God to yeah. handle our trust? And if I trust him, then I'm going to do what he asks me to do. That's um, right. And I think that there, there's a simplicity in being able to say, I trust you. Yes. Um, and just lay it at his feet. And, yes. and that idea that if God is for us, who could be against us? I, when you've got the king of kings on your side... Uh, does it really matter what the culture is saying, what others are saying, uh, when you know your heart is right with the Lord? And well, and you know, there's there's an interesting old statement about um, you never know uh, how much you believe until you actually have to risk it all. Mm. Well, yeah. for Mary, she's three months into the betrothal period. Here comes the angel of the Lord that says, "You're going to be with child. The child is going to be of the Holy Spirit." I would begin to tick off all the things that I could see absolutely going wrong with this plan. Right. Um, that is, if she's found out, it's punishable by death, mm -hmm. stoning. Mm -hmm. um, she could lose status. She could lose face. She could lose her life. Um, you know, you, you can look at it from this perspective. If I handed you a piece of string, you might look at that string and say, well, sure, I can bind up a box with that. I trust it to bind up a package. Mm -hmm. But if I'm asking you to dangle off a cliff holding onto that string, you <laughs> might think twice about right. that string. It is when I actually have to risk that belief. Do I believe God will hold me? Mm -hmm. Do I believe he will hold me up? Do I believe he will go before me? It's when we have to actually put that online that we really truly find out what we believe. Oh, yes. Here's Mary. She's putting her life on the line. Mm -hmm. And she believes. It's a great, 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 great lesson for us. This child this set a child. great example for <laughs> us, didn't she? No doubt. Well, Mary expressed her submission to God in a song and a beautiful song of praise. And if I could take a moment to read it from Luke 1, 46 through 55. And then I'll have you help us glean from that some of the lessons sure. we might take from that. 
And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, Hmm. and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. So Mark, what are some, it's just so beautiful. Hmm. Uh, what are some questions that we might ask of ourselves? Uh, not just reading through that and moving on, but really thinking about what she said, what should we be asking? It's, it's a wonderful question. Um, first, let's step back for a moment. The first thing Mary did was she believed. Right. The second thing she did was she obeyed, let it be done to me. The third thing she did was she praised God. Yes. Now, we're coming into the Christmas season. First question would be, do I believe? Right. Second question is, will I obey? The third question is, how will I praise him? Mm. Let's walk back through this real okay. quick because there's yes. some wonderful questions mm. and maybe just reflective questions of us mm-hmm. at this time mm-hmm. of year. Mm-hmm. Mary says, my soul magnifies the Lord. Does mine? Mm-hmm. Does my soul magnify the Lord at this time of year or at any time of year? Does my soul lift him up? My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. Do I rejoice in God yeah. being my Savior? Yeah. Do I rejoice in that? He has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. How has God regarded me? How does he look upon me? Um, behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. That's given directly to her. But the question remains, as I share Christ, do I pass on that blessing? Um, he who is, For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Take stock at this time of year and ask the question, what are the great things God has done for me? Mm-hmm. Including even the small things, like I got up this morning and my heart beat and my breath right. came in and out without me even having to think about it. Um, holy is his name. Do I see him that way? Do I see him as holy? His mercy on, is on those who fear him. If I understood his mercy, his mercy, if we, we know the definition of mercy, it is withholding from us what we actually deserve. Yes. And here we are at Christmas time where he's blessing us time and time again. Um, he's shown great strength. How has he shown that to me? Um, He's put down the mighty. He's exalted the lowly. How has he exalted me? Um, And I love at the end of this, he's helped his servant Israel. Well, how has he, first of all, do I consider myself his servant? And how has he helped me as his servant? Um, He has spoken to the fathers and to Abraham and his seed forever. How has God spoken to me? And especially in this time of year, how is he speaking to me about what I believe? How do I obey? And how do I praise him? The example of Mary in front of us. Wow. Thank you. Those are those are great questions. And I do hope that all of our listeners, and, and me included, uh, will really take time to ponder 
those questions uh, in our quiet time. And reading through this, I, I, and in, in just preparing for this and having the opportunity to to read that passage, I, I just really became tearful and thought, this is something I would like to read every day. It, it and, could almost be a yeah. devotion every single day. Every single day. And, and let me take you back one more time, not to belittle the point. This was written by a 14-year-old girl. This is her praise mm. of the God who is doing everything for her, even in the face of now she's pregnant and she could face stoning to death, and yet this is her praise, a 14-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. I, it shames me at times to think, again, what I was doing at 14, it certainly wasn't <laughs> writing a praise song to God. Oh. <clears throat> well, in summary, uh, as you've said, Mary prepared for Christ's arrival by first believing, mm -hmm. then obeying, and finally by praising God. How would you suggest we prepare for the coming Christ uh, this, this season? Well, um, as we look at these five characters, um, this first one being Mary, I think we prepare the same way she did. Mm. We believe this is the coming Christ. We believe that, that God opened the curtain to history and brought his son forward by giving birth through Mary. We believe it's not just the Christmas story. It's the Christmas truth. Yes. We believe the story. The second thing is that we obey. What is God calling us to do at this Christmas time? Who's he calling us to step out and love on, to share Christ with, to bless in some way, shape, or form? How is he asking us to, to share the love of Christ with us, yes. the coming one who is in us? How is he asking us to share that? And third, how do we praise him? Mm -hmm. And it may be the Christmas songs. It may be the traditions that you have this Christmas. It may be any of those things, but do we intentionally praise him? Maybe we write our own praise song oh, for him right. this Christmas. Maybe yes. maybe we go back through these questions and just ask them again. Or maybe we actually maybe we actually walk in the answers to those questions this Christmas. Mm. Make it a special Christmas because we follow the lead of Mary. I love it. Thank you so much, Mark. Great insight. Great insight on the character of Mary. Well she did have the right response to God's in preparation for the coming of the Messiah. And I pray that we all will as well. You know, you may have friends and family who would be encouraged by this Advent series. We've titled it The Right Time. Sharing our podcast is a perfect way to do so. In addition, we are making available to you free devotionals to go along with this series, perfect for personal or even small group studies. Download your free devotionals today at gsot.edu forward slash center. That's gsot.edu forward slash center. Aren't you glad you tuned in today? Always remember the love of Christ can never be earned and it can never be lost. You have been listening to Saving Grace, a podcast ministry of Grace School of Theology. For more information, visit gsot.edu slash saving grace. Views expressed on this podcast may not always be the views of Great School of Theology or its leadership.